What prompted me on social media to tell John Fetterman to get screwed? I'm going to tell you. Also, they say if you can't pay the fine, don't do the crime. I guess someone didn't listen. Putin is threatening to end civilization and the Gallica Awards all today. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Happy Friday to you. It is the Corel cast. I am Corel. So very glad you are joining me. Uh, all right. So this morning on social media, uh, very early in the morning, uh, I saw John Fetterman defending Lauren Boebert's son. Okay. And telling liberals that we should not be attacking or relishing in or having a grand time about Lauren Boebert's son. Now, if you haven't heard, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Lauren Boebert's son has been arrested on five felony counts, including breaking into a house, uh, stealing cars, uh, making a sex tape. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, stealing from a woman with a brain tumor. Uh, yeah, not a really nice individual. Uh, the father blames COVID and the shutdown and the Biden administration. It's so funny because it was Trump that shut everything down, but whatever. Uh, he says that, oh, that two years, you know, he went backwards and blah, blah, blah. So a lot of liberals online were, you know, having a good time with the fact that Lauren Boebert's son, you know, Lauren Boebert, the woman that preaches family values, wants to repeal gay marriage, has a restraining order against her husband, uh, had an affair in a public theater, that Lauren Boebert, and now has a son that has committed five felonies, uh, allegedly, according to the charges. Um, and... Fetterman is like, you know what? It's below us and beneath us, and we shouldn't do this, and blah, 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 blah. And do you know what I say to John Fetterman and every other liberal that thinks that? Fuck you, okay? Lauren Boebert has made it clear that she wants to repeal gay marriage. She has come out against trans kids. She has attacked so many youth in America and done it on a pontious, you know, high ground of morality. And so the fact that her son, through bad parenting on her part, is now out for some pretty horrible felonies, I will relish in it, I will publicize it, I will shove it in her face and the face of everybody else. Why? Because that's what we liberals need to do. You know, I'm too upset. I should not be screaming and yelling. I shouldn't be. I'm too upset for this Friday. I'm so upset. I watched on NHK World, because you remember, I don't watch American media. I tried to watch Scripps News the other day, uh, American media, and they had an ad for an Orange County congressperson talking about how bad Joe Biden is, how we need to rebuild the border wall. And then the next ad was how from the middle and fair and balanced Script News is. I'm like, oh, really? Uh, but anyway, so I turned it to NHK World, uh, and they showed Putin's speech where he threatened to destroy the world. Okay? As you're sitting there on this Friday in a speech that you will never see, Vladimir Putin said out loud that if Western countries do any more in Ukraine, because Macron said that perhaps they'll send troops, and Putin said if any Western country or European nation does anything more in Ukraine, he will unveil nuclear weapons that will end civilization as we know it. He said those words. 
He said, well, don't they know that if they continue, I'll be forced to unleash nuclear weapons, which could end civilization as we know it? Why isn't there a bullet between this man's head? And if Donald Trump wins his immunity claim, I guess Joe Biden could hire a SEAL team to both kill Trump and Putin, and he'd be immune from any prosecution because he's the president. You know, Trump better watch out. He thinks the Supreme Court has handed him a great gift, and they have. It's apparently, it's, it's just apparent who bought and paid for the Supreme Court. Because now they won't hear his case until April 22nd about immunity, which means he will not go to trial and be convicted prior to November in Atlanta either. He is successfully delayed. However, Stormy Daniels still might be the one to put him away for the hush money thing. So we have a world leader saying that I'm going to end the world, Vladimir Putin, saying if you guys do any more in the Ukraine, I'm ending the world. We have a Democratic congressperson defending Lauren Boebert and her son. And we're losing. Biden is down in every poll to a criminal, a broke criminal, a broke criminal who did the crime but can't pay, you know, can't pay. He can't pay. He's supposed to post a $450 million bond, which $112,000 in interest is added every day. Every 10 days, he owes a million more. And he's like, look, I'll give you $100 million. He's so slimy. He's so slimy. He went to the court. He's like, I'll give you $100 million. I'll give you $100 million cash, and I'll put up some of my properties. And they were like, no. No, bitch. Pay up. You did the crime. Pay. You're a billionaire. You're not telling everyone how rich you are. And he doesn't have the money. He does not. He said he might have to sell some assets or break, break into the billions that his son got from the Saudis or call Vladimir, his best buddy, who wants to destroy the world. So as you can see, I'm upset. I'm upset. And I wish that liberals would get as upset as me. I wish that Biden would be as upset as I am. I wish that Kamala would be as upset as I am. You know, that's why Gavin Newsom polls well, because he gets upset and he makes strong statements. Because we're fighting a war for our country with people who are un-American. These are not Americans that are trying to, you know, the GLP is a Nazi party and they want a dictator. And we're fighting a dictator and a dictatorship taking over our country. And yet we just act like we can just skip and oh, la, la, it's all good. Who cares? Blah, 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 blah. You know what? Lauren Boebert should be run out of town on a rail. Okay? And her little felon of a son. This is a woman who posed with automatic weapons for a Christmas card right after a mass shooting. But you want me to be kind and not pick on her son? <laughs> Fuck you, John Fetterman. Go readjust your meds. You know? And to any Democrat or liberal that thinks anything is off limits, what is it going to take for you to realize that that method doesn't work. You know, 
people act like the GOP wants to work with Democrats, that they want to get things done in the country, that they want to make progress in this nation, that they're, you know, for equal rights and for solidarity and for a prosperous economy for all. They are the antithesis of all of those things. They don't want equal rights for anybody except cisgendered white people, straight. but that just when I said the word straight, uh, yesterday on the news there was a picture. The first time we we ever seen blue whales having sex. There's there's finally a photograph of blue whales having sex. There's never been a photograph of blue whales having sex. And guess what? It's gay sex. It's two male blue whales having sex. Proof that gay exists in everything. First of all. And second of all, it's hysterical that the only photo we have of blue whales having sex are gay whales. <laughs> Makes me very happy. Uh, I'm a, I went blue whale watching. I could maybe I made one of them gay. I did touch one. <laughs> maybe you know who knows. Uh, but oh yeah, I love that. I love in the news the only photo of of, of uh, blue whales having sex is gay sex. That's that is. Uh, but there's so much, you know, there's so much to be angry about. You know, the Supreme Court not taking the case until April 22nd. They could have taken it next week. You know, instead, they're handing him a victory. I don't know why. You know, I don't know why everyone agreed with it. I don't know why they're not speaking out against it, but whatever, you know. I guess this country is really not worth saving. It appears that, and I, you know, I'm going to vote Democratic, but it really does appear that liberals don't think America is worth saving. Because we have not smacked MAGA down. We have not controlled them. The media has still gives them, you know, all the... We haven't taken over the media. You know, Biden's in charge of the FCC. He should start doing some executive orders. Hey, he's going to have immunity. If Trump wins the immunity case, Biden, by executive order, should shut down OAN, Newsmax, Fox News, Facebook, and and X. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. I've been focusing on more creative things these days to try to get out of the mindset that's always so angry and yelly. And even today, I'm all yelling at you guys. You don't need to hear that. I got a, a great track for the song, Do You Want to Funk? A remake of a Sylvester song by Leo Frappier. He, well, the original song was Sylvester and Patrick Kelly, uh, both gone. But Leo Frappier in San Francisco has worked on Sylvester records, and he had the MIDI file uh, of Do You Want to Funk? He had Because he did some work on it. And I said, I'm going to do an album. I want to do a project this year called Music That Made Me Gay. And it's music from, about, or that spoke to the gay community from my point of view. doesn't matter whether it was a hit or not. It's just, it's stuff that I loved and adored. And I will never forget being at the DOK West uh, in Garden Grove, California with my friend, uh, then friend, Ken Pearson. We were always on the dance floor. Our spot was reserved. And I'm not making that up. 
one night people were in our dancing spot and the bartender went over and said, you guys have to move. This is for them. Uh, and we always danced in the same spot. We were there every night. And this was in 1983 uh, and 82. Yeah, 1982, I think. And um, the DJ Andy, who used to DJ without a shirt and had a great body but a face to protect it. <laughs> um, Andy was the DJ. And see, Andy was an L.A. DJ. And we were in Orange County. And so, oh, he DJs in L.A. So he brought the L.A. music with him. And all of a sudden, he started playing this song. And the dance floor cleared. Like, cleared. I Like, everybody except me and Ken. Because we were grooving with the song. We're like, oh, what's this? So we were dancing and carrying on. And all of a sudden, we heard, there is something, which was Sylvester. And I said, oh, my God, it's the new Sylvester song. And everybody cleared the floor. So Andy stopped the record, packed club, Friday night, 1130 at night, packed like hundreds of people, and he stopped the record. And he announced, he said, this is the hottest record available. It packs the floors in L.A. and everywhere else, and I'm going to play it until you bitches dance. And so he played Do You Want to Funk like three times in a row, the 12 inch. It's like 30 minutes of Do You Want to Funk. Well, of course, I fell in love with the song and the fact that it was Sylvester and the late Patrick Cowley. Patrick Cowley died about two weeks after Do You Want a Funk was released. Uh, and, oh, my God, it was just, you know. And it, while it's not one of my favorite Sylvester songs in the world, uh, it has such great memories attached for me. And it was one of his biggest hits. And if you're going to cover a song, I've learned it should be a hit. So I'm going to do that. I, I have the track already, and the only thing I'm waiting for is a microphone. The microphone I want is $500. I don't have $500. Uh, but my, and that's just to record scratch vocals. I'm still going to have to go into a studio and stuff. But um, my friend Hannah, God bless her, just this morning said she wanted me to write a press release for her, and she'd pay me $500 to do it. So I'm going to charge the microphone and pay the charge card back when Hannah pays me to write the press release. Uh, and I've been thinking about that, plotting and scheming, how to get the record done. And it felt good. It felt good to not be in Trump's world, to not be on angry social media. Also, on Wednesday, uh, I did a, a little mock opening for Vegan in Vegas. Uh, and I posted a little video, a six-minute video of me cooking uh, for Vegan in Vegas. Uh, and you know what? I, I like it. Uh, it was fun to do. That's not groundbreaking. I certainly went and broadcast it on TV. But it, it's getting, I'm getting my creative juices flowing. Because I think all of us, I just you know, had a wonderful conversation because I'm going to be doing the Dorian Award winners here in the next segment. I had a wonderful conversation with the head of the organization, John Griffith. And we were, we, we were friends, so we were just talking about everything. And he said, you know, I find myself so angry these days. Like there's so much ridiculous stuff going on. I find myself just angry as can be. And he goes, I'm actually seeing, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to see my way out of this. I'm trying to see past the anger, uh, you know, and doing all the therapeutic things, taking walks and, you know, eating properly and, you know, all of that. He goes, because I'm some, and I said, John, I'm mad all the time now. I, and I told him, I said, I'm mad all the time. 
And I told him I was mad at John Fetterman for telling me I shouldn't, you know, be after Lauren Boebert's son. I was, I'm, I'm mad all the time now. And you know, all that does is age you, uh, ruin your health. And it takes away creativity. It takes away your ability to laugh. And that's where we are in America right now. We're not a happy nation. They just came out with the happiest cities. And many of them are in California. And guess what they all have in common? The median income is over $75,000. Every one of the happiest cities in the USA, the median income is above $75,000. I don't make that. Many of you don't make that. And subsequently, we're not as happy as we could be. And so I want to refocus my energies. If I'm not going to make money, if I'm going to be poor, then I want to be poor making art that I want to make. You know, I don't, I don't want to be poor making art that makes me mad. And I love this podcast, and I love that you listen to it, and I love that you patrons support it. And this is enough of an outlet for me to get it off my chest. I don't need you know, to be a pundit on MSNBC or whatever. I just don't. I don't need to be that involved in all of this because it's maddening. You know, acting like the border is the biggest problem in the country. It's not. Oh, they both went down, Trump and Biden. Biden or Trump was told to get out. Many border residents actually told Trump in a speech, get out. We don't want you here. But there's not enough of us voicing our anger towards Donald Trump. The emperor has no clothes. He's not even a billionaire. He can't pay the fine in New York. But his, but his people won't turn on him. And he's got operatives in Congress and the Senate who are actually holding up legislation that we need. So nothing is getting done for you. It's all getting done for Trump. And I just... That makes me so angry that he is able to get things done or not done in the Congress, and he's not even president, and he's a felon. It makes me so angry, and I don't want to spend all of my time angry. I know you guys don't want to either, and it it almost seems like the only way to not be an angry American is to leave America, and I wish I had the money to do it. I wish my health was such that I could. I'm going to ask my cardiologist. Given my growing aorta, would it be okay if I left the country? You know, because aren't you tired of this cloud over America, this MAGA cloud, this Trump cloud? I mean, it used to be bad. And God, now in Tennessee, they just made it a law that you don't have to perform same-sex marriages if it goes against your beliefs. So effectively in Tennessee, they've outlawed same-sex marriage again. It is on the, re- the GOP's agenda to outlaw it again nationally. And they got abortion outlawed. So who's to say they won't get same-sex marriage outlawed? As, as John and I were talking, everyone hates the gays again. It's like we're going backwards so fast and there's no one stopping it. And that's because the Democrats are weak. They're not forceful. They're not going on the shows and saying controversial things. They're so worried about alienating people or appearing angry or appearing insensitive or appearing this or that. We have a dragon to vanquish. And the dragon slayer you're sending is 81-year-old Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Those are our dragon slayers. The senators and Congress people that are, re- that are Democrats, those are our dragon killers. They can't even stand up to Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, they kicked out one gay guy 
And I now believe that that throwing out Santos was homophobia. Because look at Marjorie Taylor Greene, at Lauren Boebert, at, at Ted Cruz, Matt Gates. These are all despicable people who have done very real crimes, and they're still allowed in those hallowed halls. They kicked out Santos because he was gay and did drag. And I don't like him. I do not like that man. But he was kicked out for one reason only. He was gay. You know, it is a mad, mad, mad world as we approach this weekend. And, you know, Madonna's in town. I can't afford to go see her. Uh, I'd love to be able to, but I can't. Uh, but, you know, trying to be less angry. I know you are, too. And yet, when you go on social media or read a headline, it's just right there. Stuff to make you angry. <laughs> when we come back, we got some winners. Who won the Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics Dorian Awards this year? I'm going to tell you. Right here. And that's something. Give you something to watch over the weekend. Some of our winners. Positive gay films. Positive gay if TV. You're visiting reallycorel.com daily. You're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K A R E L.com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. That's entertainment, a smile. <laughs> um, okay, it is award season, and the Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics, almost a, so almost 500 strong. We have members in every discipline, print, television, podcasting, everything, every, every way, social media. Uh, most of our members are gay, bi, or trans, or gender non-binary. We have a few straight people just for fun. Got to be inclusive. Uh, but as you know, I both uh, produced and starred in three of Gallica's Dorian Awards, and we would still be doing them, but we can't get financial support. And that's the truth. Oh, they all talk a good talk, Reverie and Hear Media and all that. But then when you, when you ask them to pony up the cash, they're like, oh, no, we don't really have that in our budget. Netflix could produce these, the drop of a hat. But will they? Do they? No. So, And that's because... I believe that we're gay, that it's a gay award. Uh, they'll do it for the African-Americans. They'll do it for SAG. They'll do it for whatever. But the gays, you know, the Golden Globes have 88 voting members. We have almost four or 500, you know. So we have chosen our best films and actors and actresses. And I'm going to tell you who they are. So if you haven't seen these films, you can catch them because they're really good. So let's start right away with film of the year. It was destined to be an awards darling. Uh, it hasn't really captured the awards that it should. I believe it got some Spirit Awards. It's on Hulu if you'd like to watch it. Very, very interesting film. The winner of the film of the year from the Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics Association for the Dorian Awards is All of Us Strangers. It beat Barbie, May, December, Past Lives, and Poor Things. Uh, really great movie, All of Us Strangers. Although I will say that I knew at the beginning the plot twist. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Uh, but I knew what it was at the beginning. 
Uh, and I, so that sort of, I was like, oh, I bet that blah, 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 blah. And that's exactly what happened. But two handsome actors, one straight, one gay, but both playing gay. Uh, and Paul Mescal, he's straight. But and now he's doing another gay role. It's like, what? I, I mean, one is great. But, you know, really, directors should try to cast gay people in gay roles. Uh, not because it's the right thing to do, but because we have historically been shut out. Uh, and so now that we're not as shut out, maybe it's time to start including us a little more. But anyway, All of Us Strangers, a great movie about love, love lost, about relationships with parents, uh, about missed opportunities and all kinds of things. And you get to see two very handsome men have sex. So that's very good. Like the blue whales, although they were more attractive. Uh, the LGBTQ film of the year is the same one. Uh, All of Us Strangers. Uh, it beat Bottoms, Passages, Rustin, and Saltburn. By the way, Passages and Rustin. Great. Rustin's on Netflix. Uh, Bottoms is an MGM. Saltburn is on Amazon if you want to watch that with the bathroom scene and all that. But the winner is All of Us Strangers. So it's won two of our big awards. And if I were you, I'd go watch it on Hulu. Uh, Director of the Year, however, which is odd. We gave Film of the Year to All of Us Strangers, Best Gay Film to All of Us Strangers, but we get, did not give the director. Streisand feels that when something wins Film of the Year, the director should just be get the award you know, right then and there. I agree. But we gave Greta Gerwig from Barbie Director of the Year, and I think we did that because we're a gay group. We loved Barbie. We love Greta Gerwig, and we felt that she was getting ignored. So I think that really helped her win uh, instead of Andrew Height, who should have won for All of Us Strangers, since we like that movie so much. But Greta Gerwig for Director of the Year for Barbie. Screenplay of the Year, Original or, adapt- uh, uh, original or Adapted, Sammy Birch, May, December. Again, I don't know how we could think that was the best screenplay, but not the best movie. But we did. Sammy Birch, May, December. Uh, by the way, May, December is about the, the teacher who had sex with the young, uh, with the young student. LGBTQ Screenplay of the Year, Andrew Height, All of Us Strangers, so we did give him that. Non-English Language Film of the Year, Anatomy of a Fall. I can't say enough about this French movie. It is so good. The dog will steal your heart. The plot is fabulous. It's a great courtroom drama. I love that movie, Anatomy of a Fall. It's available right now on iTunes. Uh, LGBTQ Non-English Language of the Film, uh, Film of the Year, Anatomy of a Fall. We gave it two awards. Uh, and, and it is very gay, that film, by the way. So, yes, so good for it. Unsung film of the year. Uh, this is to an exceptional movie worthy of greater attention. I love this movie. It's called Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. It is a wonderful film. Seek it out. It's so heartwarming and charming, and it's just wonderful. Uh, it beat Monica Origin Theater Camp in 1001. So it's Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Please go see it. Uh, film performance of the year, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. She got it because she's getting them. You know, I once said doctors begat doctors, prescriptions begat prescriptions, while well, awards begat re- awards. You, we Groups give awards to an actor or actress that is winning other awards. I think Lily got ours because, uh, you know, she's winning awards. And by the way, that's a non-gendered award. We, Paul Giamatti, Coleman Domingo were up in it, a bunch of other people. But Lily Gladstone won. Supporting film performance, Charles Melton in May, December. I didn't vote for that. I voted for Jodie Foster for for NIAD. (laughs) But, oh well. Uh, Documentary of the Year, Kokomo City. LGBTQ Documentary of the Year, Kokomo City. 
animated film of the year, The Boy and the Heron. What a fabulous movie that is. What a fabulous movie that is. Uh, it beat Elemental, Nimona, Spider-Man, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Genre film of the year for excellence in science fiction, fantasy, and horror goes to Poor Things. I voted for Godzilla Minus One because Godzilla Minus One is such a good Godzilla movie. Uh, but Poor Things, Poor Things is a weird movie. I saw it. It's, it's a bit odd. Film music of the year, Barbie, Mark Ronson and Andrew Wyatt and all the collaborators. As we know, uh, what's-his-name Ryan Gosling is going to sing I'm Just Ken at the Oscars. Striking, visually striking film of the year, Poor Things. Um, I think Barbie should have won that, or even Asteroid City, because it was a crappy movie, but it was really stylish. But Barbie won. I'm sorry, Poor Things. Poor Things won. Uh, I have the screener for Poor Things. It's good. It was, it was, yeah. it's one of those movies that confounds you. You're like, oh, Okay. Campiest flick of the year, Megan from Universe. If you haven't seen Megan, do yourself a favor. It's such a fun movie. Oh, my God, it's so much fun. About a doll that comes to life and does just horrific things. It's such a good movie. We're Wild About You, Rising Star Award. Ayo Adibiri from uh, The Bear. And again, she won because she's winning every other award. That's why. Um, I, would, I voted for Jacob Eldor, Elordi. The really handsome guy from Saltburn. Wild Artist Award, uh, W-I-L-D, after Oscar Wilde, Todd Haynes. Uh, he beats out Greta Gerwig and Lily Gladstone, but Todd Haynes wins our Wild Award. And Gallica Film Trailblazer Award goes to Coleman Domingo. All right. I am Corel. You be who you want to be. It's to hurt you, buddy. Go and watch some of these movies this weekend. You will definitely love them. Uh, and that's our Dorian Award winners. Uh, I think I got through them all. Jodie Foster got our timeless star, by the way. Jodie Foster did. Uh, and she's a timeless star, isn't she? All right. See you on Monday. Hey, Be it's safe. Carell. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today. And remind you, there's a way to never miss a thing. And that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really That's youtube.com forward slash really for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so it doesn't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today. everyone and welcome to the agony of lunchtime. Now first of all I am so blessed and if you have choices in your life as to what you're going to eat and when you're going to eat it, you are blessed. So count your blessings. Uh, but I always argue do I go out to eat? Do I stay home? I buy food so and it's so expensive to go out. 
So today I'm like, well, what am I gonna do? I'm, I'm hungry, I don't wanna do a big elaborate thing, what am I gonna do? So the first thing I did was took some uh, jasmine rice and put it in my Cuisinart, the Cuisinart pressure cooker, uh, so I can have quick rice, it makes it in like five minutes. I've got the Ninja going, and that's gonna be for the veggies. And over here, what we've got going on over here is, oh, look at all those veggies. We've got carrots, we've got mushrooms, we've got uh, broccoli, we've got cauliflower, green peppers, eggplant, bok choy, and tofu. Oh, and spinach. And we're gonna put that with this tasty bit, I just, tasty bite, vegan coconut korma sauce I found on sale at Sprouts. And then we're going to put that over the rice, and that's gonna be lunch. And it'll be delicious and healthful and fabulous. So it's basically just, uh, that's one carrot, a small amount of broccoli, small amount of mushroom, small amount, like half a red, or a green pepper, a very, like a quarter head of cauliflower, a quarter of a eggplant, two stalks of bok choy, and one third of a package of tofu. So that's what we have there, and then a handful of spinach. Uh, and the rice, I, I used a quarter a cup of rice in here uh, with just three quarter cups of water, and we'll get that. So let's see how it turns out, shall we? So first things first, we're gonna put some trusty oil in the ninja here. Good glug of oil, just put all those veggies in there. Put the tofu in first to brown it. So in goes the tofu to brown, and then the rest of the vegetables, cook them down, put in the sauce, call it a day. Could that be any easier? I mean, I don't know, you know. I mean, I did have to chop. Chop, 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 chop. Ooh, it makes a lovely noise, doesn't it? Okay, the tofu is brown. It's time to add the other veggies. Start with the ones that take a little longer, the broccoli, the cauliflower, the carrots, and then add the bok choy and the spinach, okay? So just throw them all in there. Put it all in there, honey. Get her going. Oh, let's just put it all, here we go. Look at that, yummy, yummy. So I just added about a quarter cup of veggie stock to the veggies so we could get some steam going in there. Uh, and then I'll add the korma sauce that I bought and some coconut milk just because. Uh, canned coconut milk, by the way, not like, not the one you buy to drink, but canned coconut milk, uh, along with the korma sauce and that'll be lunch. You know, I'm really bummed I don't have any peas. I don't even have any frozen peas, but oh well. Uh, here it is, it's like, get ready for the sauce. That's fabulous, the rice is done, uh, and the sauce is store-bought. So I'm gonna dump this in, and then I'm gonna put uh, milk, coconut milk in here, and swish it about, and put that in, and then we're gonna warm it up, and that's it, we're done. Okay, see now to clean that out, we got the coconut milk. By the way, do y'all have one of these still? Thank you, Randall. I have one, thanks to a listener and a viewer named Randall. Uh, all right, so we're gonna put some milk in there, shake it about and do the hokey pokey in the kitchen. 
How many of you do the hokey pokey in your kitchen as you shake it all about? Shake it all about. How many of you make a really big mess when you do that? With one hand and while holding a camera. Okay, here we go. Now let's just stir it up. Stir it up. There it is, veggie korma. Just like I went to the Indian restaurant. Let me get the rice, let me get this going, and we have lunch. All right, I have tasted this already, and it is restaurant quality. We have about three-quarter cup of rice in there, and there's the veggie korma. Looks good, tastes good, we're gonna scoop it up. That's two servings, by the way, only because of the sauce. The sauce is where all the calories are. There's no calories in the veggies, really. The tofu's got minimal, but the sauce has a lot of calories, <laughs> and the coconut milk. So, as long as you don't overdo on the sauce, you should be good. Let's scoop it up, shall we? Here we go. All right. Oh my God, that just looks so good. Oh, one look at that. And yes, I have already cleaned up most of the stuff. All right, I'm gonna have lunch. Bon appetit! Okay, the most important part of lunch is Ember's bone, which I make from scratch, and I'm gonna give you the recipes. And then here we have the vegan veggie korma, and let's take a taste. Oh. Mmm. Well, my Indian restaurant might lose some business if I keep cooking this up. That's delicious, isn't it, little girl? She's like, yeah, where's my bone? Aren't you? She's looking outside for a bird that she just chased off the balcony. No bird shall pop. There it is, see, there it is. All right, never eat alone. I am Carell. Have a lovely breakfast, lunch, or dinner.